We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Are live. It is the Tuesday morning edition of the Field of 68 Best Bets podcast and Bets Best's live stream. If you are listening to this in the podcast app, bear with us for one moment as we allow the feed to populate. Uh, my name is Rob Doster, the gentleman you see next to me going back to the Alabama hat, trying to mix up the luck after he did not have a great night last night, is the one Maybe and only Jeffrey Goodman. Just because I took Arizona State does not mean I didn't have a good night, Robert. Are, are you ready to apologize to the people that you led astray by saying that Arizona State was going to keep it close with Arizona in yeah, Tucson. They, they kept it close. They kept it within 25. Look, they're not playing in Tempe, okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Maybe they should um, Maybe they should play in Flagstaff or something. I, I don't know. But honestly, can, can we talk about this before we get on to anything else? I, I think – we need to talk about the two most disappointing teams in college basketball this year. And one of them is Arizona state and the other is Kentucky. Is there any debate at this point? Is there anybody else who can lay claim to joining Kentucky and Arizona state? And it's, listen, you look at it and you say, there's a reason for it, right? Like Arizona state, two highly touted freshmen. Um, They've been up and down. Kentucky loaded with new guys. Now, not everybody, Kate Cunningham's been just fine as a freshman. Like, so not every freshman has been disappointing. But, man, you know, those two teams have been not good. Not good at all. Um, I would disagree on saying Kentucky was not good. Um, The results have been disappointing. I don't think that they're that far away from being, uh, like, if they were at 8-5 and right now instead of 5-9, and or nine and five instead of five and nine, like we'd be having a different conversation in terms of what they are. And they're like seven or eight possessions away from being a nine and five team. So I think the bigger thing with Kentucky is the results have really shown that this is a team that was, um, that didn't have that, those, those couple of months in the off season to get to know each other, to get to know uh, what coach Cal was expecting. So um, like, I'm not saying that that justifies and says it's not a disappointing team, uh, but I'm just saying, like, they're still a top 50 team on a lot of the metrics, right? Like, it's not like they're that far away from yeah. from being really good. They just lost a bunch of close games that they had a chance to win. You know, they they melted down when they had a double-digit lead against North Carolina because none of their bigs could stay out of foul trouble. They had – they were up 12 um, against Kansas at the Champions Classic and ended up giving that away because they couldn't find a way to guard Jalen Johnson on the perimeter in the second half. Uh, they were up by, what was it, six with – 
three minutes left against Georgia, and we gave that one away because Isaiah Jackson decided not to guard somebody on uh, on, on an inbounds play. So um, they're you're not giving it. You're, you're just saying, hey, listen. At this point, Arizona State is in a class by itself as the most disappointing team in college basketball. Um, no, because I think Kentucky deserves to be right there as well. Um, I was not as high on Arizona State coming into the season as a lot of people, but I was. Um, I mean, like, you'll get them right eventually. Look, all you have to do, Jeff, we talked about this with Alabama. All you have to do is keep saying every year that this is the year that Arizona State figures it out. This is the year that it all comes together for Bobby Hurley. And eventually you're going to be right. At some point, you're going to be right. So you got the strategy down with Alabama. I pick Alabama to to win the SEC this year, and everybody said I was absolutely out of my mind. And uh, we'll see. Like, tonight is a big game. For the Crimson Tide, a big game because it's a revenge game against a Kentucky team that is probably feeling as good as it's felt all season long. And it's in Tuscaloosa. Before we get into that, we have to talk about – let's talk a little bit about what happened last night because because that game between yeah. Virginia, West Virginia and Texas Tech was like crazy. maybe maybe the most entertaining game of the season to date. Yeah. By, I mean, the way, by the way, I made fun of you for the Arizona State picks. Great calls on the overs. You crushed that. Two overs. Two overs hit without a sweat. Two Wasn't overs close. And, and the Oklahoma State under. I was three mm-hmm. for three last night in, in over-unders, by the way. I got a couple yes, for you. Were. I got a couple. Yes, you were. Don't worry. I'm, I'm on it now. I think I figured out the uh, how to game the system. Uh, <laughs> no. Oh, I, def- I definitely did not. But, oh, oh uh, boy. Mac McClung, Deuce McBride. Like, I just wanted to see the two of them on the court and nobody else. Because – You know, to me, again, West Virginia had some control over that game early. Texas Tech kind of hung around, fought back, went on that run, took control of the game. And you thought, okay, at this point, like, Texas Tech's going to win this one going away. Like, West Virginia couldn't score for a stretch there. And then, to me, I think it just shows both these teams. I think they both have enough to get to the Final Four. I'm not sure they're they're not both getting there. But I'm saying, like – their personnel, when you look at them both, they score it better overall than they've scored it in 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 many recent years. Like again, they got dudes that can make plays now off the bounce. Uh, Deuce McBride is awesome, love him. And McClung, listen, he almost hit a shot to win it, and, and he had thirty. What did he have thirty in, in a losing cause last night? Mm-hmm. He was re- like, give Chris Beard credit, whatever he has done. I don't know what the, the secret sauce is with, with Mac McClung, but he's figured it out because Mac McClung was fun to watch, was way more under control, and has been for the last couple of weeks. Well, part of that is just that he's now on a team where he doesn't have to do everything. Like part of the part of the issue that he had at Georgetown was he was being asked to do everything. And when you're being asked to do everything, you're gonna have to know, take King some Joe bad shots. Yeah, but Joe, he was pretty good. Yeah, and and then Akinjo was gone for all of the the second semester of, of last season. So that's when everyone saw Mac McClung just hoisting up yeah. shots and shooting thirty something percent from three. Yep. So um, I think part of it is that, but he's definitely gotten better on the defensive end. He's bought in on the defensive end. Um, he his th- there's no question that his shot selection has gotten better, and there's probably reasons for that beyond just like Chris Beard's coaching. But um, I, I mean, there's a reason we we've discussed this. There's a reason why Mac McClung. And Texas Tech just made perfect sense as a marriage. Now, yep. as as far as West Virginia is concerned, like 
they cannot rely on having to shoot 12 for 19 from three to be able to win games. True. They True. have to get better defensively. Like that's yep. just that that's full stop. Um they so it's I know that they're playing differently, and I know it's like the four round one system. They're and true. I know yeah, they're shooting they, a ton of threes. In the middle but of the year. it's still jarring to see West Virginia force four turnovers in a basketball game. It's still like you just look at it, it's like holy shit. It's still jarring to see them give up straight line drives over and over and over again. So um yes, you're right. Uh, they they were awesome last night. That was such an entertaining basketball game, and we saw just how good West Virginia can be at their ceiling. And the, the biggest part of it, and and I think what what kind of proves your point is that we know exactly what West Virginia has to do to improve to be able to get to the point where they they're a legitimate Final Four threat. That's get better defensively. Right. The one thing that Bob Huggins has proven the ability to do over the years is like manipulate his rosters and manipulate his teams to. Uh, to maximize what he has on the floor. Like you, people forget the the press Virginia teams, like they weren't supposed to be good. They were like 15 and 14. And then they had like Aaron Harris yep. and Terry Henderson transfer out. And then all of a sudden, boom, you got Javon Carter and Daxter miles coming in as freshmen completely changed the tone of that roster. They're pressing everywhere. They're forcing turnovers everywhere. And all of a sudden, like the next four years are the best four years of West Virginia basketball um, in, in recent memory, maybe probably since John Beeline. So yep. um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that Bob Huggins will figure it out. I think that he has enough defensive players on the roster to be able to make this work. It's just a matter of uh, of, of getting this the, the mixture right. And I'll tell you what, it's a lot easier to have what you do wrong exposed and still win a game than it is to have what you do wrong exposed and lose. Like, that's the biggest thing that happened last night. We all know, like, they can't guard anyone. They can't keep anyone in front. Straight line drive, straight line drive, no turnover, open three completely losing Mac McClung in a half court, but they still won. So like that's, that's the best case scenario right there. Uh, also Virginia made every three that they took. I think uh, Kihei Clark was awesome. I've never seen somebody dominate a game while scoring four points, the way that Kihei Clark dominated that game while scoring four points. So Virginia, I mean, look, if they are going to shoot like they have over the course, like the last two or three weeks, <laughs> <laughs> Man. Yeah, I mean Dude. that's the key, right? Watch now, out. Now again, you know, their 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 last three wins have been good at Clemson, pounded Clemson, Georgia Tech came back and you know kind of gutted that one out and, and they, they dominated Syracuse. I don't know if any of those three teams are lock NCAA tournament teams, but they're all good, solid teams. And and Virginia's finally beating it's better than Wake Forest and, and BC and even probably Notre Dame. So um, they're, they're on their way. You know, I just don't know how many teams in the ACC are going to be like true barometers mm-hmm. for, for, for Virginia. I mean, they go, they play at Virginia Tech. Well, Virginia Tech just lost one of its best players. You know, NC State at NC State, Louisville at home. Like, just don't know how much we're going to know about how good Virginia is. You know, going into March, it's going to be interesting. I, I think they're they're a mystery team to some degree. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, but I will say this: when they shoot the way they did against Virginia, like or I'm sorry, against Syracuse, it's they can they can basically play with anybody in the country. They could probably beat anybody in the country, not named Gonzaga and not. Yeah, named but are Taylor. they getting those looks? Are they getting those consistent looks that they got? <laughs> I mean, that, that crappy zone last night—it was awful. Yeah, it was a very, very bad zone. And Kihei Clark, by the way, 
Kihei Clark from the high post. I'm gonna like I got I got the Good bet call. wrong, but I got I got Kihei Clark and high post right. So I'm I'm taking that with me. I I need all the wins I can get right now. I'm struggling, um, but yeah, like I definitely part of that was that Syracuse couldn't guard. But this is also like three out of four games where West Virginia has gotten a lot of good looks and made all of it. Sam Hauser has not missed a shot in three months. Okay. He's, oh. he's ridiculous. Yeah. Like he, every- it's funny. It's so funny though. Cause you know, when I was in Mohegan sun, that first game, they played that way against Towson and we were all like, Oh my God, West Virginia. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Virginia's got a chance to win, win the national title again. Like they're that good. And then the next game against USF, they were dreadful. And then we're yep. like, all right, maybe they're not that good offensively. I, I, yeah. I just think the bottom line is they're not going to have every night like that where they're shooting the hell out of the ball. So their yes. defense is going to have to uh, improve. It, it, it's it's good. It's just not what we expect out of Virginia's defense. Now, it was good last night. I mean, Syracuse just looked like garbage. Like, I really thought Syracuse was making strides towards becoming a lock NCAA tournament team. And maybe they I did too. I just think they have the talent. Like I, I was really disappointed in their performance last night. Really disappointed. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, you're right. But the other problem is like they're playing Merrick Dolge at the five, and like mm. that's just putting him out of position. Like right. I'm not trying to call him out and say like he's a bad no, basketball player. But he's like he's like a a hybrid three floor, three four playing the five, and the whole concept of the Syracuse zone is to have like a seven foot two dude that blocks everything around the basket and can get rebounds. And, and um, they just – they don't have that, and it changes everything. It, it makes it so that all the perimeter players have to make up for it a little bit more, and it just – that's why you get – with quick quick ball pass, uh, ball movement and quick passes, you're able to get those open looks. So um, I'm I'm starting to buy into the idea that, that, can, that Virginia is like a top 18 in the country. Um, but, again, it's, it's – it's similar to Iowa in the sense that, like, they're very three-point dependent to yeah. me at this point. But, I mean, I'm – I mean, how many times are we going to have to see him shoot like this before I'm just like, hey, you know what? Maybe they're just a really good shooting team. So, um, I'm kind of – I'm, yeah, I'm getting there. All right. Uh, we have a fun slate. This is actually a much more exciting slate than I, I was expecting. Yeah. And we got a lot of good 7 o'clock games, too. Like, on Tuesdays, normally it's the 9 o'clock games. That are good, but we got Oklahoma, Texas at seven. We got Kentucky, Alabama at seven. Uh, we have Mississippi State, Tennessee at seven. Uh, so Jeffrey, don't forget, what? Don't forget about SMU, Memphis. Come on, Rob. SMU, Memphis. Oh yeah, uh, great little uh, NIT second round preview right there for everybody. Hey. Um, <laughs> all right. So, uh, what is your? You got a favorite bet of the day? Favorite game of the day? Favorite total of the day? What do you got, Jeffrey? What do you want to talk about first? Um. Yeah, I'll go with, with, with a total of the day that I kind of like at this point. And, and I guess it's the over in the Tennessee um, in the Tennessee Mississippi State game. That, that, that's where I'm going with this. The over in the Tennessee. Uh, yes, yeah, so the over under is 131. Tennessee has not been as dominant defensively as they were early on in the season. Uh, and their offense has probably gotten a little bit better. Uh, because of that, they're averaging in, in league play, they're averaging 74 points a game. Mississippi State's averaging 72 in a game uh, per game in league play. Um, that leads me to believe that this is going to be a more high scoring affair than people would realize. Uh, and again, the over under is 131. I like the over in that one. Um, you know, the games themselves 
you know, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, to me again, I like, I don't know. You, you go first. I'm still kind of thinking about these and I don't have a great feel for any of those three, uh, Oklahoma, Texas, you like Texas or no? Yeah, I really like Texas in this spot. Um, I think that they have the the perimeter players to to kind of take away um, the Oklahoma guards. I, I don't think Austin Reeves is going to get much going against that that Texas backcourt. Like they, they have guys that can really guard. Uh, their bigs can um, can move around on the perimeter with like Brady Manick and those guys. So like I don't expect them to really get it going. Uh, I know Shaka Smart's not going to be there. Right. Uh, but the one thing I'll say is this, like that brought the line down a little bit, which makes it that much more intriguing to me. We have Oklahoma coming off of a home win against a Kansas team that's a little bit overrated going on the road to Texas. This is a great sell-high spot on Oklahoma. Um, so I'm going to hope that that line comes down a little bit because people are scared of Shaka Smart not being there and try to get it at like four and a half or four. That, you know what? I'm, I'm that would be the ideal. I'm going Texas here, and I'm going over. I'm going to go both. I think this is going to be an up-and-down affair. Um, it should that's be. what Oklahoma's. That's what Oklahoma's right. going to try to make it be. Um, right. We'll see and if I that ends Texas up working for that way too. So I, I think this is a a, uh, a Texas over um, uh, deal for me. Kentucky Alabama is again a tough one for me because Alabama beat the living crap out of them in Lexington. And the last time, how about this? The last time that Alabama has swept Kentucky. 88-89. It has been a long, long time, Robert, since this has happened. Now that was that was the year that uh that Kentucky, I believe, correct me if I'm I'm wrong here, Jeffrey. That was the year that Kentucky was uh dealing with the sanctions from Eddie Sutton and his assistants getting caught sending a thousand dollars in an envelope to Chris Mills. Chris Mills. Yeah. There was a little Chris Mills action. Uh yeah, I mean, listen, I, I just Alabama's a better team. We know that. Um it's 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 at home. Alabama's won nine straight. They're probably the hottest team in the country other than Gonzaga and Baylor right now. Um, but but Kentucky's got some swagger right now. You know, they're coming in thinking they're a different team. They just beat up on LSU handily. And the key, and what I've said all year, the key is Brandon Boston. He's been good the last two games. He's scored 18 in each of the last two. I think Kentucky can cover the eight points in this game. I, I don't think they win but I think they can cover the eight. So I, I think I kind of agree with you. The only thing that concerns me is that um, teams get a lot of open threes against Alabama's defense. Kentucky can't really shoot. And, uh, and the, like so much of what we want Kentucky to be comes down to whether or not we've talked about this ad nauseum and I feel like I'm just a broken record, but like Kentucky's offense is they run the same thing over and over again. And now BJ Boston's making shots that does change things a little bit. Um, Keon Brooks is playing more minutes. That does change things a little bit. Uh, And actually like, I honestly think that he's the key Keon Brooks here because he's the guy that you can put out there at the four and at the five, if you need to, to be able to match up with all of the perimeter perimeter oriented guys that, that Alabama has on their roster. Um, so I think that he's the key. The the thing is like, is is Kentucky going to crash the offensive glass? Like the the big advantage that they have is is offensive rebounding here. Like right. they're a really good offensive rebounding team without Bruner and, and, and right Rojas yes. is hurt. Like they're, they're just but, yeah. But part of that plays into Alabama's hands because they they kind of um, like I don't want to say they allow you to get offensive rebounds, but they are. 
less concerned about second chance opportunities than they are in being able to get out and run a transition. Like I think uh, Ron Hunter a couple of years ago went on this rant about how he doesn't care about giving up offensive rebounds. He wants to be able to get out and transition. Like that's what's more important to him um, is to get those open threes and open looks going the other way. Uh, and I think that there's a little bit of that philosophy with Alabama as well. And um, if you, so if you don't crash the glass, if you're Kentucky, and you're just completely worried about giving up that those transition opportunities. Like that's how we see what happened in that Auburn game, where like there was four points right. in the first ten minutes. So um, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. I kind of, I kind of honestly think that I lean towards Alabama here, especially if the line's at eight right now, right? Yes, yes. So I kind of think I lean towards Alabama in this spot, but um, I, it's probably going to end up being a stay away from me. Um. What else do you like? The, the, the ones – I mean, we can go through every one of them. I don't think we need to go through every single one of these. I like I like Mississippi State plus nine and a half against Tennessee yeah. um, because ten, like where we've seen Mississippi State have success defensively um, is, is guarding ball screens, clogging the paint, and forcing teams to try to shoot jumpers over the top. Um, and – I think that that is like that's why I was on Mississippi State against Missouri, right? Because Missouri runs a ton of ball screens. Um, they don't really shoot the ball that well, uh, and I don't think Tennessee shoots the ball all that well, especially if Jaden Jaden Springer is banged up or not playing. Nine and a half points is a lot of points, um, and like you said, like Tennessee has not been as good defensively as we've seen them be in in recent years or in recent weeks. So um, I kind of like uh, Mississippi State in that spot. I also think I know that the Lions moved all the way to Auburn minus three, but I still think I like Auburn there. I still think I do, especially if Justin Powell is like if Justin Powell's back too. Um, I don't know he if back? he is. I don't. I don't. I don't know. That's why I said if. Um, I don't know, and I'll try to find out. Uh, uh, I mean, the one, the, the other one that's intriguing is Georgia Tech at Duke, right? Like Duke's favored by four. Georgia Tech's been oh, yeah. playing well. Duke's on that three-game losing streak. All of them have been on the road. Now they go back home. Like, I want to take Duke, but I, I just I, – I don't have any confidence. Like, are they really going to lose another one, a fourth straight at home? I don't know. I kind of <laughs> I kind of like Georgia Tech in that spot, man. I don't – you know, stay away. Oh, we're, we're, Duke is one to nine against the spread this year. One and nine. Like, fading Duke has been yeah, the most po- like, profitable thing that you could do all season long. I could see Duke winning on, like, a last-second shot or something like that tonight. You know, or, or playing a really close game and not covering, but 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 winning. Um, all right, so the ones I really like, I'll give you two that I like. One I really like is Dayton getting 10 against St. Louis. Um, do you know the last time St. Louis played? A long time ago. Oh, that's right. They're coming off the pause. Right. December yeah, 23rd, go. Rob. December 23rd. Seriously. Dayton stinks. I get it. But, like, December 23rd, that's over a month. It's they a long time. Up. You're right. Good point. Good point. Good point. They're getting 10. Like, I, I, I'm I'm going to lock that one in now. Like, I haven't locked anything in yet. That's that's my first one that I, I, really, um, I really like tonight. Uh, it's an 8.30 game, um, and, uh, yeah, I like that one a lot tonight. So that, that's my favorite one. What what about your the big undefeated match? Drake Drake is the one of four undefeated teams left in the country. They're favored by three and a half against Missouri State. 
Uh, I like Missouri State there. I think Drake goes down here. They're coming off a pause. Yeah, so that line was has moved to four. And by the way, Georgia Tech is now getting six points at Duke for the record. Wow. Wow. So I like uh, yeah, I'll I like take Georgia the points. Tech. Yeah, I'll take the points there and say that Duke's not gonna blow anybody out. That it that it'll be a close one. So I kind of like that. Drake's last game, well, it's been two weeks. Two a little over two weeks. I just I think they might might have lost some some Uncle Mo there. In that time, and, and Missouri State is probably the third best team in the uh, in in the valley. Um, Loyola and Drake are one A and one B. You go to Missouri State. You know Dana Ford's got talent there. Again, I just wonder if Drake has lost some some mojo, a little bit of mojo. And also, like Drake, Drake is undefeated, but they haven't they haven't really beaten anybody. Right. So right. that's um, exactly I, right. I love the Missouri State logic. I'll follow you on that. I love the Dayton logic. I'll follow you on that. Uh, that's two of my picks. I'm going to be on Georgia Tech, um, getting the points there on the road, uh, just because like I'm I'm fading Duke until until yeah. it burns me, and it hasn't burned me very much yet this it has year. Not no, you've you after like day one, you've been fine with it. I think you you screwed up like on on the first game, and then you watched them once, and you were like they stink. I don't even I don't even think I bet on them against Coppin State, but I watched. I remember, like, I specifically remember it was, like, 2 a.m. and I couldn't sleep. So I was like, ah, what am I going to – fuck it. I'll watch this Duke Coppin State game. I was like, holy shit, these dudes are terrible. And so, uh, like, I immediately – the the app that I used, I, I had lines for the Duke-Michigan State game and the Duke-Illinois game, like, weeks in advance. So I put, like, so much – the reason I've, – I've been, I've been cold for, like, two weeks straight. And the reason why I am profitable still on the season is because I bet so much money on uh, on the Illinois and Michigan State money lines that like I still got money to lose. Money. I'm, I'm I'm still giving I'm still giving the books back their money at this point, Jeff. Um, all right, but anyway, right. Uh, what did I say? What do you got? You got Georgia Tech. What else you got tonight? So the 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 dogs I like are um, Georgia Tech, Dayton, Missouri State. Those three, right? I am going to be on Alabama at home. I'm going to be on Texas at home. Uh, I'm going to take the Mississippi State, and I'm going to jump on that Mississippi State Tennessee over with you. That's what I got. Seven picks tonight. Oh boy, I got a lot. I got to look. I got to look through it. <laughs> yeah, hold on, everyone that's listening right now, you got to understand that, like, while we're getting on this stream, Jeff is like, "Oh man, I've never felt so unprepared." <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I'm not gonna. It's not gonna be a big night for me. And then, like, and then 20 minutes later, it's it's. Oh, I, yeah, I got I got a lot. Right. I got a lot of picks. I'm gonna pick 15 games tonight, guys. You ready to go? Let's do this. All right, I'm with you on Texas. <laughs> I'm also going the Texas over. Uh, I'm going to take Kentucky plus eight. Um, I'm going to take the Mississippi State over. I'm going to take um, Georgia, uh, Georgia Tech with you. Definitely on Georgia Tech. I'm going to take Uncle Mo State, Mo and Momentum, because uh, that's what Drake has lost. Oh, is, oh take, is, that, is that what it is? Uncle Mo State? Uncle, for, for Uncle Mo State. That's right. <laughs> oh, God. That's right. I'm going to take uh, Dayton. I'm going to take, uh, I think that's the gist of most of it. And then I got a couple more small ones. Ready? Yeah, oh, I'm ready. Taking Eastern Illinois against uh, SIUE. That's Edwardsville for those counting. Um, what's the uh, What's the logic there? Six and a half. I just, I, Eastern Illinois is really a good team. They're at home. They're one of the top teams in the Ohio Valley. 
SIUE is not. Um, they're one of the worst teams. I, I'm surprised the line is only six and a half. So I like that one. And then I like um, the under in the Toledo-Miami game. Okay, under, it's uh, 147. And I like the over in the Eastern Michigan-Akron game. The under, uh, the over-under is uh, 142 in that. I like the over there. So you got, uh, what, three, six, that's about nine, I think. We're, we're looking about nine, maybe ten, something like that. You got them all. I'm going to put them all in bet spurts when I when I get done here. So, uh, track yeah, I'm logging, logging all yesterday. of mine. Right, I'm logging all of mine in right now. I was five so, and two yesterday on bet spurts, um, despite that awful performance by Arizona State. I honestly, I, I couldn't even stay up for the end of it. I, I just, it, it was such a rout. Uh, I gave up at halftime. I was in the middle. I was on locker room with uh, with Deshaun, um, and it was like eleven fifteen. And I just, you know how, um, like, if when you have the your your computer up, it'll be like in the if you're on ESPN, it'll be like top left corners the scores. I saw that it was twenty two to four, and I was like, oh, I guess I don't have to watch this game. Yes, <laughs> over, absolutely over. My favorite, I think my favorite one tonight though is probably Dayton. Rob, I, I think that's where I'll go uh, heaviest. I just, I mean, that's a long time to be off. A long time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Check bet spurts. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow, right?